Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And of course, joining us as always, uh, looking looking absolutely adorable in his Cinescare, uh, what is that called, French Terry? French Terry. French Tickler. French, French, French Tickler. <laughs> a French Tickler sweatshirt is... A hoodie, I guess you could call that. I'm not sure what which one it is, but I, I guess you can call it either one. Uh, Mr. Mark Piscati, the super fan. Merci de vieux acute cinescare. <laughs> well, I didn't get that at all. I, I, what was it you said? <laughs> I said thank you for listening to Cinescare for all the our Belgium fans. Oh, <laughs> Belgian. <laughs> well, that was huge. French. Yeah, we're, right. Okay. That but was French. Do are you, is there more to this story? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I researched uh, Belgium, and there are three languages as their primary language. And uh, for Dutch, it's Bednuk. <laughs> that sounded uh, Klingon. Hang on, Bedekt Voorheet Listrum Nar Sinisker. And then for, for Italy. Yeah, and then for Italy, it's Grazie por Ova Estelo Sinisker. And I murdered yeah, every... Is there a need for us to be so globally aware? Yeah, that's kind of what I was waiting for. Is, is there more to this story? <laughs> no, we, no, it's just... Are we, are we huge <laughs> in we, Belgium now? Yeah, we're huge in Belgium. We're, we have people in Belgium that listen to us, so I thought as, I would as they say should. thank you. <laughs> Joe, I just have this feeling that Mark sits around home thinking of little tidbits he can add to the show. Like, today I'm going to talk in different languages. <laughs> yeah. All Next right. week, flags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, thank you for the, uh, what is it, multicultural uh, intro there, Mr. Mark Biscati. Our little trip around the world. Little trip hey, around the world. There's always something. Maybe. Maybe we could just start sending uh, Mark around the country as like our correspondence. Like, you know, where in the oh, world is Mark Biscati? I like that <laughs> idea. Yeah, he could be. Uh, what did What did uh, Howard Stern have? Stuttering John or whatever? He'd go around, yeah. and that could be super fan could go Beetle around. Beetlejuice. And, and Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Matt, I was thinking more of a Matt Lauer thing, but okay. <laughs> well, he could go to events, you know, horror movie events and stuff like that and interview people. I'm sure it would yeah. be fascinating. That Actually, would be if, fascinating. If, if everything goes according to plan, I may be attending an event this weekend, the uh, Midwest Ooh. Horror Fest. Oh, very good. And you'll have to report yeah. back to us next time. Yeah. Yeah. Done. That, uh, I hear that's a good one. What, who's going to be there? <laughs> Linnea Quigley, I know, is going to be there. And, and that um, is the the punk punk rocker from punk rocker uh, from Return, Return of, the of the Living, Living Dead. Dead. Yeah. Yes, she was also in Night of the Demon and right. various other films. Uh, oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, she's got a huge, she's got a resume as long as my arm. Um, and uh, I cannot remember the guy's well, yeah. name for the life of me. In Silent Night, Deadly Night, she's the one who gets uh, impaled on the antlers. Right? Is that the right. death? Yes. Yeah. And uh, Ron Howard's brother will be there. Really? Clint? Why? Yes, Clint what, Howard. Uh, he, what, was what the, it, he was the ice cream man. He had a whole horror movie called Ice Cream oh, Man. Oh, I did not know that. 
Yeah. yeah, it's 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 something to watch. I I, I saw that film. <laughs> it's something like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it good? No. I, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. Well, at least he'll be there, and and at least the Midwest Monster Fest is able to get you know some people in. So that's not too bad. I think Barbara Crampton was there last year, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could don't be wrong. know. There was they something... had it last year, or two years ago, maybe. Two years ago. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I was there, when I was in Iowa. I want to talk a little bit, before we get to our theme, I do want to talk about a couple of things I watched. First thing I want to talk about uh, was a a film that Mark watched in our Home Invasion episode. Yes. I did, I did, I, I had been meaning to watch it because it's on my my poster of 100 horror movies and it was one it was one of the newest ones that i that i hadn't seen yet most of the ones that i haven't seen yet and haven't been scratched off are older films you know but this one was one of the newer ones that i hadn't seen yet and inside was what you was, think what you think it, it was incredible it was very yes. i mean wow it was something else like i was not expecting it was really good, and I knew I, French Extreme is one of those things that there's a few movies that I've been leery of watching. This is one of them. Irreversible is another one. Uh, in fact, has anybody ever told you, Mark, that you look a little bit like Vincent Cassell? No. Yeah, you got a little Vincent Cassell. If you ever watch, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of what all he's been in, but if you look him up, I'm sure you've seen movies he's been in. You got a little in your eyes, I think, a little Vincent Cassell. Anyway. It was really hard. This movie was hard to take. And I'm telling you, this was, it was violent. It was brutal. But there was almost like a Quentin Tarantino structure to it, you know? Uh, You get get really wrapped up in it, even though, but it's it's really difficult to look away from this movie. Like there's something going on at every moment. It's, It's very tense. From the moment that the, what it, what, what happens, and I think you already explained it last time, was that this woman's pregnant. And her husband was killed in a car accident. So she's pregnant. She doesn't really want the baby. I mean, there's a, it's sort of ambiguous about whether she really wants this baby at this point. She goes home one night. It's what was it like Christmas Eve, I think, or something like that. And yeah, yeah, Christmas Eve. She's supposed to be going. I think she's supposed to be getting picked up at some point by her dad or by a friend to go. To yeah, a in the morning to uh, to get induced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to get induced. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Because she's about to give birth. Mm-hmm. And somebody knocks at the door. And from then on, it is just incredibly intense. And it's a very simple premise, as all home invasion movies are, that there's a person in a house and somebody trying to get in and terrorizing them and, and all of that mentally and physically. And but and there's a shot. Do you, do you remember the shot when she's sitting on the couch and you see like something behind her and the camera kind of pulls out and Mm -hmm. there's this image that goes into the hall and you're not sure if it's just sort of a, you're not sure what you're looking at. Like if it's a, it's really well done. It's really well imposed image. And it, that's what it is for a while. It's a superimposed image of the woman who had been terrorizing her, but then it turns into an actual, it's, it's, it's so well shot. It's so, it's, it's an incredible movie. So I'm really glad I watched it. Having said that, this is not for everyone. Like this no. is one that was really hard to watch in parts. And 
from the moment when the woman comes to her while she's asleep in bed and Ugh. and is you know messing around with the scissors on her and stuff it's hard to take and but there's a lot of almost and I then th- when it happens man when it happens you're like you're you're thinking all right something's going to happen or she's going to walk away and then when it happens you're just yeah. going it and it goes at right that in. moment at that moment it's just nonstop and right. there is there's, and there's, a gr- there's there's people come into the scene, come into the house too, and you think, oh, finally somebody, but but it, it just keeps going and going and going, and 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 it almost like snowballs. The events begin to snowball, but it, it's amazing. I I really liked it, and I wish I had seen it for the last episode, but um, I'm, I'm glad I got to see it. It yeah. was it was a tough one to watch, but it, it was, is tough. It's a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I was kicking my. Feet to that movie, I, I yeah. like I was blocking the whole screen with my feet because I was like, just stop, please stop. Yeah. And there was that I one think scene. You were watching uh, with the, it wrong. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> there was. You're not supposed to watch it with your feet, Mark. I, yeah, if well, you can't get see scared, the screen, guys. you're not actually watching it. I get scared. I get scared. That's why I love horror movies so much. But Matt, that one scene with the with the cop and uh, and he's kind of like uh, um, handcuffed to someone else. Uh, what a brilliant original idea yeah. for that. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it was terrific. And, yeah. it, and that, like I said, it had a little. I don't know. I had a feeling almost like a Quentin Tarantino feeling yeah. to it in a way when when things started happening that that and and they went the wrong way or whatever. It was good. Um, did you guys? So watch Joe's any? the last one. Yeah, Joe's Joe, you got it. We get, in order to make this. Well, I don't know. It, I don't know if we should say that movies are Cinescare certified if they're older and kind of already viewed as classics. Yeah. Like, like there's no point yeah, in saying it's the on Shining the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it a classic? I, I I mean, I would say this is a, a classic. I would say it's up there anyway. There's certainly, you know, this is one that I think people who do get the chance to see it, it's it's not going to leave your memory ever. No. Now, I'm not saying everyone should see it. If you are not able to handle extreme violence and and that sort of thing, you you might not want to watch it, but if you can handle it at all, it is very well structured. And the, the way it's written and the way it's done, you know, if it hadn't been so expertly crafted and artistically done, I, I think you'd come away from it feeling like it was just exploitation. But the, w- the way it was written and the way it all played out was yeah. so well done, such masterful filmmaking that you kind of you're OK with it in the end. Yeah. I mean, after it's over, you're kind of like, oh, my God, what did I just watch? But yeah, yeah it was insane. Anyway, uh, did you guys watch any, either of you, Joe, did you watch anything non-theme related this week? I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night just to sort of cleanse my palate from our assignments, but um, <laughs> other than that, other than that, no, I did not. Which, which the original, I'm assuming? The original, yeah. Toby yeah. Hoover. Yeah. Uh, Mark, did you watch anything else? Yeah, um, I watched uh, Candyman, the most recent. Uh, so I'll, I'll be real quick about this because Joe's he, he's on a time restraint. He's he's looking at me. Um, so uh, I I rewatched Candyman. I mean, this movie is uh, a direct sequel to the 1992 movie Candyman, maybe even a sequel to the 1995 sequel Candyman: Farewell to the Flesh. Uh, this story is set back in 
2019, 10 years after the Caprini Green Towers were torn down in Chicago and is now a gentrified uh, Chicago neighborhood. An artist, Anthony, and his girlfriend, uh, an art dealer, just had just moved into the neighborhood, and Anthony discovers the urban legend of the Candyman. Uh, Jordan Peele produced this movie, and you can see that the care and love that they put into this movie, but unfortunately, this movie is not scary. Uh, this movie had no tension. Uh, it's very pretty to look at uh, for the, the, the cinematography, but uh, the kills are boring. A lot of the kills are in the dark, and you just can't see what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I would wait until, uh, it's, it's on, you know, until it's streaming. Um, I'll give it two and a half cuts out of five. Oh, note, uh, Virginia Madison's character is mentioned throughout the movie. So this is absolutely a sequel. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd heard that it was definitely a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I definitely want to see it, but it wasn't one that I needed. I felt like I wanted to rush out to the theater to see. I liked the first one, but it, it wasn't like, I didn't think it was, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, groundbreaking or anything. The, it didn't the original. stick with me. Although I liked the setting of the original in Cabrini Green. Sure. You know, I thought I that did was too. pretty interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, it's, and it's a setting you don't see in horror very often. You don't see inner city uh, represented in horror very often. So I do like that. I think it's kind of interesting. Is, is this one, does this one re- re- reference Cabrini Green? Cause, uh, Cabrini oh, all Green the time. Are, all the way through. All the way through the movie. It's all Cabrini, about the Cabrini Green is Cabrini Green is no more. No, right? no. And, and, and they, they do uh, state that. I mean, if you look around, you see all these beautiful complexes and apartments that are like, it, it's all about uh, gentrification. And, oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, so it's, it, with that, it's it's great, and the characters are interesting. The actors are great. Uh, it's just not scary, and and you're just like waiting for something to happen, and then when the kills happen, it's in the dark, and you're just like meh. You just yeah. you just walk out. I mean, it, it's a good movie, but it's it, it's not, in my opinion, it's not worth going into the movie theater and uh, spending some money like that. Well. I did see a movie that I thought was worth going into the movie theater and spending some money on, and that is Nighthouse. Uh, it's a ghost story slash mystery directed by David Bruckner, who was the director of, if you saw it in the last couple of years, the movie The Ritual. It used to be on available on Netflix. I don't know if it still is or not. I think it was a Netflix uh, it's, property. Yeah, or they yeah it's a Netflix it. original, actually, yeah. so it's still there. And it's I, I love the ritual. Like the ritual is one of my one of my favorites from the last few years or whatever. I I think I put it in my top ten for the year that it came out. I think it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken. At any and he also this director David Bruckner is going to be directing the the upcoming reboot of Hellraiser. So and I and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the writers for Nighthouse are also uh, writing the new Hellraiser, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe writing, but I thought the director of Inside is actually directing uh, Hellraiser. I don't know. I look. I looked on the thing here, and it said or maybe you know what? Maybe he's not. Maybe this guy didn't direct it. Maybe he d- had something to do with writing it. That could be too. Yeah. yeah. It, it, Nighthouse is is fantastic. It's about a woman whose whose husband has just died. And we come to find out that he committed suicide 
and she doesn't really understand why there were no signs of it or anything like that. But things start happening at night while she and while she's sleeping and she wakes up in weird places and there's this sense of of like she when she's asleep, she winds up in her house, but it's like a mirror image of her house, like it's a backwards it's like her house, but completely backwards and and then she and the, and this house is on a lake, and so she looks across the lake and she sees these lights, and suddenly she just gets this weird feeling there's something more to the story, so she starts to investigate looking around in her in in her husband's computer she finds all these photographs of women who who look a lot like her but they're she can't quite tell if it's her or not but she doesn't think it is and she starts to uncover things about him and that's where i'm going to leave it because it goes even even that little description might lead you to think there's something about it and you'll be partially right but there's way more to it this movie kind of takes haunted house tropes and ones that you're used to a very typical story about somebody mourning someone. And then at night they, you begin to hear things and things start happening. And it, it seems like when you're watching it, it's going to be a very typical haunted house ghost story, but it turns a lot of those tropes on their heads and it, and it kind of subverts them a little bit. It's also about grief. It's, it's got an amazing performance. Um, I'm trying to think the actress is, Oh, Rebecca Hall, who, has been in a few things. She was in a movie, a, a ghost story, a British ghost story called The Awakening that you can find on streaming. It, it's not bad. It's it's a little, it's, it's very much a slow burn, but she's really good. I think she's a fantastic actor. And the the rest of the cast is, is great as well, but it's just a, it's a really solid uh, ghost story and haunting story. And I gave it, I believe, yeah, I gave it four and a half, cuts so this four and is, a half yeah this is one of my favorite movies wow. of the year already so uh, it's, it's a strong strong well-written well-acted well-directed kind of movie that comes out of nowhere and it's a it's definitely ambiguous you see a lot you see everything in the story through the eyes of the of the wife right the the widow but that means that we don't know a lot. Like there's a lot of stuff that happens that the movie never explains. And I, I personally love that. I love not having everything tied up in a bow. I like having a lot of things like, well, what did this mean? And, and Michelle and I, my wife, we, when we were on our way home, she was like, asked me a couple of questions. Like, what do you think this was? And what do you think that was? It's, it's one of those that kind of sticks with you and you think about it for a couple of days afterwards. It's not one that just wraps up in a bow and everything. I, I think some people didn't like the third act for that reason, but I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And that is The Night House. And now we know Matt is very anti-bows. Yeah. I'm very anti-bow. I don't like <laughs> yeah. bows. Doesn't like bows. Not at all. Yeah. Not even the Happy ribbon. endings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't stand <laughs> Bo Jackson. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, I hate uh, him. Bo knows, though. Bo knows. Okay, so, <laughs> lady, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best segue I've heard all week. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so, well, you heard a lot of segues this week, Joe. By the way. <laughs> Damn it, Joe! I heard it. I heard at least two. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are on to and talk about a, a genre that cannot be tied with a bow. Uh, we are on to this week. We have our 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 theme is 
clown horror. And this was picked, and I'm going to blame this fully on Mr. Joe Jans. He's the one yeah, who picked this. Yeah, and I will. And our, I will take. I will take full blame for this. This. Uh, I'm a grown man. I can admit when I've made a mistake, <laughs> and this was a mistake. Well, yeah. I. You know, the thing is, we had a running quote throughout this week as we were watching these movies, and. It was God damn it, Joe. Like we kept texting each other, God damn it, Joe. Because yeah. there's there's a lot of clown movies. There's a lot of clown movies. Like when you a look lot. when you look on Tubi, which is where <laughs> I believe they must have the corner of the market on B Tubi movie. Tubi clown really pulled movies. through. Yeah. yeah. They, they did, yeah. We would have had a tough time. And believe me, I would have been really angry if I'd had to rent all these movies too. Thank that God for Tubi. Thank Whoa. God this, for Tubi. Saved this episode brought to you by Tubi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you're a big clown horror fan and you don't care about quality of the movie, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> on Tubi. There's like 34 of them. Uh, th- yeah, just go to Tubi and go to the search feature and type in the word clown and yeah. you'll be you'll have clowns for days. I think Joe's punishment for this, by the way, Mr. Superfan, would be to tie him to a chair and make him go through every Tubi clown movie and watch all of them one after the next. That would be a clown NATO clown. Watch watch them all backwards. Yeah. (laughs) So either of you watch that? No, I did not. Okay. No, I couldn't do it. I I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was going to watch it today, but then I had read something about Killjoy, So I watched that. So I, I don't know. I don't think I came out ahead on that, but uh, Joe, since this was your theme, why don't you start us yeah. off with uh, maybe should we start off with a good one or should and no. get better? I or, think, or no, I think we should start out. Well, I no. think we should. I think we should start out with a great one with with the best one because okay. the other ones aren't even worth time. Well, so, I think we're I all gonna have we're all gonna have the can't we, best ones. Yeah, can, I mean, I, I mean, can we save the best one until let, last so it's like a nice and all right, fine, then I'll. I will talk about my least favorite one then. <laughs> well, the problem is I don't want to get I don't want to get bogged down talking about really crappy clown movies and then kind of run out of time for the good ones. Oh, you know? all Trust right, me, yeah, I'm, you're right. I'm not. All right, so make a decision. <laughs> how about how about you do your favorite of what you watched? Yeah. Okay. And my we'll favorite of what it. I my favorite of what I watched was it. The okay. Stephen okay. King movie it. I think Pennywise is the perfect uh, in, representation of every horror clown movie there is. Um, just the fact that the guy is a, or the being, the thing, whatever it is, Pennywise, the dancing clown, he's able to bring your worst fears to life. And it's different for each person. He is a nightmare waiting to happen. He's an abductor of children. He feeds on your fear. And that's how he's been staying in existence for as long as he has. And for those of you who have never read the book, uh, I would recommend reading it and skipping a couple chapters. Uh, the book and the new movie... Uh, yeah, I, I'd also like to stress that this was the more recent uh, It remakes, uh, not the original. But the most recent one Pennywise the clown is uh, much more of a concise character. The kid actors that they chose for book one, I think were all spot on and I loved their adult counterparts that followed up in part two. The acting was phenomenal. 
the storyline is groundbreaking as far as I'm concerned in horror. It is in my top five uh, Stephen King novels of all time and movies for that matter. Uh, well, maybe not top five, but definitely top ten. Uh, it's about a group of kids that live in this little town and they start noticing that kids are randomly missing. And one of the guy's younger brothers uh, is, winds up missing and they he never wants to stop looking for them. And that's how these kids spend their summer is trying to solve the mystery of where are all these missing children going. And they happen upon this clown, Pennywise the clown, who's uh, at the, the root of all their evils. And the book and both of the movies follow these characters as they grow up and they've all moved away from Derry and uh, the town that they grew up in. And the further away they get, the more they've forgotten about it. Uh, but eventually they all come back to confront it. There are no practical effects in this film, as far as I'm aware. Uh, everything looks digital and CGI. Although that being said, it's very impressive, very well done. I loved it. Uh, there are some jump scares, not a whole lot, but it's just, it's a beautifully crafted movie in my opinion so that's there it doesn't get any better than that when it comes to clown horror and that would be it right yeah i i liked the obviously we you know it's a it's a fantastic film i i i did watch the first one uh i didn't watch the second part but i did watch the first part and it's you know it's great i i do I think I, I liked Pennywise in the first part more than in the second part. I felt like the second part got a little CG to me, but it's it's still a fantastic film. And I think, gosh, they did a great job with it. I think they have a fan, they had a fantastic cast. That's for sure. That's one thing I didn't care for about the original TV series or TV movie was that the the adult cast I thought was kind of weak. I'll, even, they weren't. I, I wouldn't say weak, but they were all basically the same kind of actor. You know, you had Henry Thomas, or not Henry Thomas. Um, you mean Henry... washed up? <laughs> no, but they were all kind of similar. What There's the, the guy. No. That, they, jeez, Joe. Joe, <laughs> geez. Little fire. Hey, I guess calm, calm like I see him. <laughs> wow. I guess we won't be having John Boy on the show anytime God, soon. I was um, the gosh. judge from Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Harry, what's the guy's name? Harry Anderson? Harry Anderson. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, Harry, Harry Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> the guy from the Waltons who played John Boy. I can't remember his name now. Uh, John, the, the Ritter. Guy, John, John Ritter. John Ritter. And the guy... I think Tim Reed from WKRP in Cincinnati. So it is a lot of guys. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, big on yeah. TV. Big on. He used to be big on television. It was sort. It did have a little bit of a love boat feeling to it, but they were all yeah. similar. They're all similar actors. They're just not. Mister and Mrs. Not like, Roper were on it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, and I just I, I can't say I can't say that I I thought that any of those guys in the original felt like the characters in the book that I read, you know, and this, and the new version they did. So, yeah. And, uh, for, uh, what, what we're all just saying right now is what made this movie, uh, fantastic for me. And is that in every shape and form, uh, what sticks out the most for me is the casting of this film. Uh, it's flawless. I mean, every kid is believable and I love them all. But the one kid actor that stands out for me is Jack Grazer, who plays Eddie. And Joe, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah it, he, it, every line that comes out of that kid's mouth is gold. And 
And just like and I love the fact that instead of uh, doing it back uh, in the film where the, when the kids are, uh, uh, it's in the decade of the fifties. Uh, I love how they uh, brought it forward, and now the kids are in the eighties, and it was right. a little bit more relatable. And uh, like the new kid on the block poster on the back of the door was just fantastic. And uh, the music of of this whole entire... Mark was envious of that poster. <laughs> I love the new kids on the block. They're great. Why does that not surprise me? Yeah. Please don't go, girl. Kids. Please don't go, girl. Don't put that at the end. Um, oh, yeah, boy. no. No, but Thanks. I love... Yeah. Uh, lay up. No, you I... Know, the only thing I would say is I, I do... I really liked Tim Curry's Pennywise better than yeah. I, I. I think that uh, what's the guy's name who played this one? Anyway, it does, it's not important. <laughs> Skarsgård. Yes. Skarsgård. Yes. That's right. Dear yeah. God. I, I like that guy. I think he's a really good actor and everything. But I think Tim Curry was. I really liked his portrayal, and I like that clown. One thing that scares me more than a than a scary looking, typically scary looking clown is a clown that's not. Supposed to be scary looking. That one I find scarier. You know the 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 backyard clown. I find that scary. The ones that they make up to look scary aren't scary to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I'm it makes sense. But I'm gonna call. Uh, I'm, trying I'm gonna. Hard, yeah. I'm gonna call your bluff later on when we review another movie on that one, though. I don't think I. By the way, I will say that I don't think I. I think they walked a good line with Skarsgård on this. I do think his his Pennywise. I wouldn't say that he was a typical backyard clown, but there was just something weird about him that worked. They didn't make him stereotypically scary clown, but they did have his makeup. Just there was something weird looking about him. Like he wasn't quite human, which I liked that. Yeah. And of course, part one has one of the greatest jump scares of all time. And I, I will say also that one of the greatest jump scares I've, I've seen in a movie recently was in Nighthouse. I'll just mention that too. Mark, what was yours? I mean, I think we all saw this. Uh, I saw the 2014 film uh, Clown. Um, uh, I think it's the best clown movie out of the bunch, in my opinion. Um, I make. I felt like uh, you know this film makes the, this film actually was, was uh, trying to make a decent film. Uh, the casting was was good. The acting was uh, not bad. Uh, it's basically about a gentleman who um, sells houses and his uh, son was having a birthday party and uh, they hired they hired a clown and uh, the clown cancels and this guy's selling a house and he's looking through this closet and there was a clown costume so he puts it on and the clown costume and makeup and wig sticks and it goes through of mishappenings of what's it like when you have a clown costume on and you can't get it off. And there's some, uh, there's some really, uh, fun scenes in it, uh, tearing off noses. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. What, what do you guys think? I know both yeah, of you saw it. I liked it too. That would, that would be probably my favorite of the ones we watched as well. Other than it, of course, but mm-hmm. aside from it, it's in like a different category, but in terms of the just clown movies we watched off of Tubi, it was, I thought the best <laughs> one, definitely. It, it's not perfect. I thought it went on a little bit long. I felt like it, if it had been cut down a little bit, it would have been really tight. And there were, I felt like it went on a little bit long, but 
it it was good. I thought it was an interesting take on the whole idea. The idea of a costume not coming off was pretty good, and and there were some good practical effects too. Yeah, for a for a low budget, it was you know I thought it was well acted too. I I love the idea that it was taking him over and turning him into this demon that feeds on kids and yeah. just how the origin of clowns has changed throughout, you know, it's, uh, now right. it's, you know, they're lovable, but yeah, it was a pretty interesting mythology and like the kid killing, <laughs> the kid killing was pretty brutal too. That was oh, I fantastic. Loved it. That was fantastic. He sneaks into it like a, like a Chuck E. Cheese and goes up into the tube slides. <laughs> that was the best part. That was I the know, best part. The blood that was my favorite scene. Out when the blood starts pouring out of the slide and then in comes this little kid's hand in the ball pit. And like, ah. Well, that's, that's what made me wonder, like, why is Pennywise so sneaky? Like, why does he feel the need to be sneaky? Right. Because this guy just goes into a Chuck E. Cheese or whatever it is. Yeah. It, was it a Chuck E. Cheese? Actually? Yeah, it was Chuck or, yeah, Cheese. It was an actual Chuck E. Cheese, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes into a Chuck E. Cheese and gets into the the... The tube, what what are those called? Tube tunnel? Like a, they're, like, an, they're like a an activity scene. Thing. Like an yeah. activity yeah. scene. Right. Yeah. And gets into it and just starts killing the kids. And he and he's making no bones about the fact that and one of the kids gets into the ball, the little ball basket thing, and, and like yeah. there's blood in there and everything. It was it was pretty good. I thought it was good. But did you guys notice like when they were in that activity scene with all the tunnels, didn't it remind you of Alien a little bit? Oh yeah, I'm not yeah, even mentioning claustrophobic. It, yeah, yeah, the claustrophobic with the tubes and he's crawling around like Dallas. I mean, I I was going, yeah. oh my gosh, this is straight from Alien. I I was when they got the chunky cheese. I I was chunky. loving this. Not, show. not Chuck, chunky, not, not chunky. Yeah, oh, it's, it's not chunky cheese. No, it's, it's Chuck- Chucky. Yeah, Chuck- okay, like Chucky the doll, cheese. Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, yeah, no, with all the <laughs> crawling around, it was fantastic. I love that. Extra chunky cheese. Chunky cheese. Yeah. You'll be. Oh boy. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, no, this is a. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was a good movie, and it's definitely a, of the list of movies or yeah, clown movies that you probably haven't heard of. This was one I would recommend to people. If you're not a fan of kids getting killed, then maybe not. But if you're if you're <laughs> if you're into clown horror, this was a pretty isn't? good one. Yeah. 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 No, Why not? The only the only problem I had with this film was when uh, he goes to the hospital after his wife uh uh takes his uh, clown nose off, rips it off, um and he's getting his nose bandage. It's like why wouldn't he tell the doctors about the clown suit and like how he can't get it off? Like it wouldn't that be a problem? I don't know. Yeah. It took me out a little. It just took yeah, me out. I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. There was a little bit of that whole, you know, let's not solve this problem thing. Like, why aren't yeah. you trying to solve this problem harder than you? Yeah. Let's let, let's go to work. Let's go to work in a clown outfit. Yeah. Well, since you guys took two, uh, I guess my next favorite, boy, I don't know if you could call it favorite is kind of hard to say, but the, well, I, I didn't watch Terrifier this time. So I'm assuming one of you guys will probably talk about that. I, I did watch, I watched Terrifier recently again, or, or, kind of a little bit and uh so i'm not going to talk about that but i will talk about one that i (laughs) i didn't i can't say i liked it it was i put it i gave it two and a half cuts and it's not one that i would say 
it probably even deserves two and a half cuts, but there's something kind of charming about it. And this is a movie called Clowntergeist. <laughs> oh, man, I knew it. I knew it was coming. I and knew it. it. There's some, you know, there's a lot of really good titles on 2B2 of the, some of these movies. And and what was it? Cloud? What was it? Twister? What, what, how did that go? The one with the tornado? Uh, Clownado. Clownado. Clown, Clownado. <laughs> yeah. So, but Clowntergeist, okay, it's not brilliant, <laughs> but they're, they're, it's certainly on, not brilliant. Come on, come on, man. Work on this. But you this, can do this, it. This uh, clown is basically going around killing teenagers, and he's fixated on one girl in particular. Now, it's really hard to talk about this plot without get either A, giving spoilers, or B, not getting completely confused. So I'm not going to go into it because it really didn't make a lot of sense. And then there's a big Scooby-Doo mo- uh, moment in the third act where basically the the – the whole plot is explained by someone <laughs> to you and in the yeah. least in the the most anticlimactic way possible it was just so a, boring like a, did you watch this yes oh you did oh okay yeah it, joe watched it too i think did you watch it joe oh no, he no did he not. didn't so, watch it so we missed the crossbow Oh yeah, I don't like crossbows. crossbows. Yeah, I know. That's why I was hoping you were gonna watch it because there's crossbow kills in it, man. Joe's got a particular mm. disliking for crossbows. <laughs> oh man, I have this uh, list that I'm that I'm creating that has crossbows in it, and I just avoid them like the plague. Well, oh, man. At any rate, the, a, a, a crossbow does figure prominently on this. But when the when the secret of the movie is revealed, it's pretty anticlimactic. But I did. I did like, you know, there was some pretty good acting. I thought the lead actress was really good. And, of course, I, I wanted to see if she had been in anything else. And I come to discover that she had struggled her whole life with bipolar disorder and major depression. She wound up committing suicide in 2018. So that, that I found that sad because she really did seem like – I thought she was a pretty good actress. And given the script that she had to work with, she actually did a pretty good job. You know, she, she really carried – what there was of the movie and the clown itself was a typical stereotypical scary clown look to him. And it it wasn't great or anything. I thought the opening was pretty good, but I'm not going to talk about the opening because it has to do with the clown ghost story that I have at the end of the episode. So I don't want to give that away. Yeah. This clown was probably the least terrifying clown in it because it was, it was just a clown basically in a clown outfit and uh, to make him even scarier, he would like hook his Hang on. arm. He was a clown yeah. in a clown outfit. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It's not like it's not like a it, uh, uh, clown from the movie that it's like the the clown things starting to become his skin. It's it's just it's he had like long clown hair. It looked in like a clown outfit. Knock it off, Joe. Listen to me. Uh, it, 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 it was just a basic clown outfit. In a suit and tie, Joe. What's wrong with yes. that? Wait, wait, what was his name, He's man? A clown what was his name? Like in a Polynesian carpenter. <laughs> was it, wasn't well, his name Clountergeist? No, it was Ribcage. Oh yeah, Ribcage. <laughs> Ribcage. Right. Yeah. He would rib Ribcage the clown, yeah. and, and he would rip. Rib cages out of people, and it was just 
What a goofy yeah, w- movie. We, I think we've already spent way too much time talking about yeah. Monster yeah. Geist, but uh, it, it, it's certainly not one I would recommend Crossbows. to anyone. I gave it two and a half cuts, and that was being very generous. That uh, is but way there, generous. There, there was something I thought was kind of charming about this movie. It wasn't great, but and it, and it certainly, I don't think he qualifies as a ghost either, so I'm not sure why they named it Clowntergeist, but at any way. Yeah, it wasn't even a ghost. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, what they, was your... They should have called it Clown in a Clown Suit. Yeah, Clown <laughs> oh, in a Clown yeah. Suit. So he's, just, off, you know, so. He's, like, he's a football player in a football suit, Joe. What's wrong with that? But he didn't have a helmet on. Yeah. Okay, so Joe, what was your, what's one that you wanted to point out? I, I would like to bring up Terrifier, because I watched it and I loved it, and it's got my favorite magic trick where they cut a girl in half. Yeah. Um, this This is one of those scary clowns in a clown outfit, uh, Art the Clown. He's yeah. one of these. He's. I think there's some merit with him. He's just some psychotic guy walking around town looking for people to kill. He's relentless and does not talk and has no motive. He's like Jason Voorhees. He's like Mike Myers. He's not as iconic as those, but I think he's got the potential. Um, and the part I like the best is... Well, there was two movies in this. There's Terrifier and All Hallows' Eve that both star Art the Clown. And All Hallows' Eve is more of an anthology of stories. Uh, yeah, it's, it's almost well. like pieces of ideas that the director had, and he just slapped yeah. them into a movie. It, 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 I, it, a lot of it didn't really work, I didn't think, but yeah. But I guess my, uh, who was the girl uh, from Scream? Help me out here. Uh, Nev Campbell. Uh, Nev Campbell, yes. Yeah. So, so Terrifier has um, almost Nev Campbell in it, yeah. and uh, All Hallows Eve has has almost um, Pam from The Office in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, the the practical effects in Terrifier are amazing. I love them. They're so their budget for blood on this film has got to be like thirty, forty dollars or something. They I, they really went over the top. Um, the special effects are phenomenal. The acting is just okay. It's a good, like if I were some kid in junior high and, you know, like having a sleepover and I wanted a movie to scare the hell out of my buddies, this would be it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a danger to this movie. I think it, it, it's not, it's not a nice movie. It's definitely mean spirited and it's not one that you're going to go in and be like, Everything's all there's not a, a it doesn't wrap up in a bow, Joe. Uh, yes. but, it, <laughs> but it, it is. I mean, there's there's you don't know. It's it reminds me. And that's kind of what I was describing inside as being, too. You get the feeling that anything could happen. And so you're off you're you're off kilter watching that movie. And at first, art like you said, is sort of teasing those girls. What is it? A pizza parlor or something like that? Yeah. Pizza parlor. And he's sort of teasing them and doing this waving at them thing. And you're like, you get this feeling like they could get out of this situation, but there's this idea that no, that they're not going to get out of this situation. And then when they cut to, you know, the 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 dramatic scene with that you mentioned with of the of the, the magic, magic trick the magic yeah the magic trick, trick yeah <laughs> that's when you're like that's gotcha. when you're like oh this is gonna go there is it yeah, yeah. and it's it's <laughs> it's pretty brutal I thought it it I do think it was another one 
that could have used a little cutting down. I felt like it went on and there were several endings almost towards yeah. the end, but it's, I, I still liked it. I think it's very well done and I'm interested to see the sequel, which is coming out, I think in October, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's oh, okay. what I read too. Um, there are little things that kind of take me out of the film. Um, little continuity errors. Like when he uh, tries to do that thing where he's, dressing up as the girl and playing dead and uh oh i thought i thought that was creepy he's he's got a full wig on a full complete head of hair but yet the girl that he scalped the hair off of is only missing like the center strip it's little things like that that bothered me but other than that i kind of like this film yeah Yeah. i i like this movie i mean i i mean this new girl uh jenna kenwell who played uh tara hayes uh, the lead actress. I mean, I got a big crush on her, and she's a very good actress. And Joe, she was in WandaVision, playing one of the soldiers and slash uh, technicians. I don't know, maybe you oh, care. Great. I don't know. Yeah. Did, she <laughs> but, any, uh, did she have a big like lines and stuff? Or uh, yeah, yeah, she had lines, and she was talking to uh, some of the main characters. Yeah, so huh. uh, yeah, she's doing well for herself. Uh, I think the clown was pretty creepy and definitely one of the best out of the bunch of the movies that we've watched. And yeah. uh, and uh, our unsung that, hero... That is, that's an example of a scary clown done right. Yeah. It's not oh, yeah. it's not overtly scary, but it's it's certainly not a normal clown. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't hire this if if you hired this guy to come over for your backyard party, you'd tell him to leave immediately. But 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 he definitely it, it was a, it was done right. And, and if and, you do uh, hire him for your backyard party, get a lot of bleach because apparently he has a wonderful time in your bathroom with his feces and urine. Because he did that in both movies. <laughs> but yeah. I, I thought our unsung hero was Mike the Exterminator. Boy, was I rooting for that guy. You know, the bald guy. I was yep. rooting for him all the way through. I thought he was great when he was on the phone. He's talking to the cops. I'm going, yeah, go, Mike, go. It's like he's going to be our hero. When you think he's just this creep at the beginning – I mean, he just had this amazing arc, and I was just going, go, Mike, go! And, uh, yeah, the hacksaw in half was fantastic. Uh, My only problem with this whole film, because I really love this film, but my only problem was is when they killed off the main character, uh, we have like 35 minutes left of her sister, and uh, I had no invested time with her. So I really didn't care, you know, like if she made it through the movie or not, and... That that kind of took me out of it. I, yeah, they killed my uh, favorite scream girl uh, at the moment, but yeah, it, it took me out of the moment. It's just like all that invested time that we had with her and the, you know chasings and all that, and now we have a new character, and I was just like, oh, so now we have to end the movie with this person. So that was my only problem with it. Well, I guess it seems you, to me like we've all had a lot of fun with these clown movies so far. I, I guess we have, Joe. We, we kind of have, all Joe. that bad. Well, we, yeah. Well, okay. We're getting to. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting to now. Going here, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mark, what was your next one? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, let's let, let's go to a classic that everybody knows about. Let's go to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Have 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 we seen this? Yep. I, I didn't it. rewatch it, but I've seen it in like a couple of times in college. Yeah, I watched it. Okay, so, well, this is the first time I've ever watched this film, so it was completely new for me. I've always seen it in the, at the Blockbuster and the video stores with the, with the cover art, but I was just like, I'm not a big fan of clowns, so I'm just not going to go watch it. Um, what a great, what a great film. 
I actually really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it's a goofy, a, yeah, it's a goofy little it's thing. It's goofy. It's yeah. fun. Um, I mean, talk about a great song at the beginning, a totally rad 80s music. I know Matt oh, enjoyed yeah. it. I loved it, that, yeah. It, it was a great song. Um, yeah, and uh, like the beginning of this movie, uh, it just starts off just like the blob. Uh, you got the old, you see a, a comet or a meteor coming down to the earth. You see an old man with a lantern saying, "Oh, what the hell's that? I'm gonna make my fortune." Just like you know the Blob movie. So it was kind of like a little, uh, uh, like a homage to that. And uh, so yeah, uh, the clowns uh, basically just take over. Uh, they're aliens, and they they're they're become looking like clowns and they start turning people into cotton candy, like cocoon, like evasion of the body snatcher. The clowns in clown suits, Joe. Yeah, the clowns in clown what, suits. What were they wearing? Yeah. They're aliens. <laughs> they're aliens in alien suits, but they're like Where are they from? They're they're from uh, <laughs> Outer Space? Outer Space. <laughs> the title really <laughs> says it all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't write a synopsis on this, so and, I'm just what going through with my mind. I, well, I they don't have... think a synopsis is really necessary. I think we can all get it from the title. They're yeah. killer <laughs> clowns from, from outer space. space. Yeah. Right. So what are these things? They're clowns. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they're, they're what alien do they do? clowns. They kill people. <laughs> kill. Yeah, they kill people with, laser, what are they with wearing? Their ray guns while they're wearing clown, clown suits. suits. Hmm. And, but anyways, uh, it... it it's a great movie. Uh, John Vernon, uh, who plays uh, uh, Curtis Mooney, the sheriff, is uh, was actually uh, the actor who played the dean from uh, Animal House. I don't know if you guys knew that. And uh, Debbie, uh, our uh, heroine, our lead actress, was uh, in Weird Science. She was uh, one of the girlfriends uh, in uh, Weird Science, the popular girls. Nice. Yeah. It felt uh, like a Tim Burton movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it did, it did. There was a definitely a an, a low budget Tim Burton movie feeling to it that and the sets and everything. It, it was it was interesting. I, I had a good time with it. It was kind of fun. Uh, it's not certainly something if, if you're into B movies, it's like the perfect Saturday night movie. You know, it's perfect for those old shows on USA or whatever channel they used to be on. Perfect for those cable. USA up all night. USA up all night, right. Okay, I'm going to talk about a couple Rob Zombie movies that I watched. One was a revisit. One was my first time. Uh, I had, well, actually, no. They were both revisits. One one was a revisit from a long time ago, and one was a revisit of one that I, I, I believe I fell asleep during a couple times, and so I, I didn't really remember a lot of it. But anyway, uh, 31 was the first one that I watched, and it's the funny thing is they both have really almost the same plot. A, a group of people are driving someplace and they stop on the roadside. They, they get stopped on the roadside and get attacked and are taken by these killer crazy people. The, the plot is somewhat different in 31 in that the people who take them own like a factory or some kind of huge building where they have all these killers. And the idea in 31 is the, these people have to have to last the night. I believe it is in this factory and fight their way out of the factory against these killers. And 
a couple of them are clowns or at least dressed up in clown makeup. I don't think that the main, the it's not like there's a killer clown as the main. It's sort of like if you guys have seen House of a Thousand Corpses, there's a couple of clowns in that as well, but it's not the main thing. At any rate, it it wasn't great. It I kind of found found a little tedious. I I think that and and the scripts I just uh, Rob Zombie's scripts I what he finds funny feels like like fourteen year old humor among fourteen year olds that don't have really a very good sense of humor and it's all dick jokes that aren't particularly uh, inventive or 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 clever it it's just and and just trashy it's hillbilly, it's hillbilly humor hillbilly humor and not and and even low brow like even hillbillies would be like hey, come on that's a little low brow for me you know <laughs> but but he's such a he's so as a director and as a filmmaker, you can tell there's a lot of talent there. He's got some ability. He just can't. I just feel like he 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 chooses scripts or he writes. I'm not sure if he writes these or not. But it, if he had, I would love to see him working with a really good script on a on a movie that didn't. It wasn't full of hillbillies, and 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 just was a straight horror movie. I'd love to see that uh, because that you can see that there's talent it's called there. Halloween. Well, yeah, I, I was didn't, just about I didn't, to say that. But Halloween, yeah. he, t- he turned it into another hillbilly thing, and I didn't, I didn't care for his take on Halloween either. I no, was he's like, doing yeah, the I'm monsters. Thinking. He's doing the monsters. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, it's not a bunch of hillbillies who who, <laughs> who attack <laughs> if, people. I kind of wish he would. That would be yeah. amazing. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like Herman Munster and Grandpa are like these hillbilly guys. Yeah, I don't want to see that. At any rate, Bib overalls. Yeah. <laughs> but then make, there's make my breakfast, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, then there was House of a Thousand Corpses, and I forgot because I haven't seen this in a long time. And when the last time I saw it was in the theater when it came out, and I didn't realize that Rain Wilson is in this movie. I I didn't because he wasn't anybody when I first saw it, and then the Chris Hardwick is in it as well, and then the of course. Sherry Moon or whatever, Sherry Moon Zombies in it. His usual Sid Haig, who I, I think is fantastic. Uh, Rest it, in peace. Yeah. The first, the opening of this movie is set up so well uh, that it's, it's. I was really, you know, the, this time watching it, I was like, this is actually pretty good. I, I don't remember why I didn't like this movie. But then we get into mid, about midway into the second act when the tables start to turn doesn't go anywhere well. It just kind of becomes trashy and and I it felt like it didn't know where to go in the second and third act. I didn't care for the ending. I didn't I didn't there wasn't anything exciting or tense about the movie. It was just it was just mayhem at that by that point and and it just didn't didn't do anything for me. I was like, oh that's why I came away from it kind of not really caring for it. But I really liked the setup up to that point. Like I thought the the characters were really good. I thought it was really well shot. It looks great, but it just wasn't didn't just not a great movie to me. I don't think anyway. Oh, did you? Oh, your character, Matt, is Chris Hardwork. <laughs> That's your character, in my opinion. Chris he, Hardwork. He's screaming, yeah, yeah, Doctor Satan. No, I mean, Chris I mean, Hardwork. no i mean i mean i mean you can i can totally see matt just going no let's go in here yeah let's go on the ride that's just you know what joe i I, joe i would be chris hardwick in a chris hardwick suit (laughs) yes yes he would 
Fantastic. No, the beginning I don't know of you could uh, fit in that. the beginning though is it's he is was a chubby Tarantino. Back then. It, oh, all right. Yeah, it was a little chubby. No, the, the beginning is a, a, a Tarantino like beginning though. If you think about it, it's kind of like Dust Till Dawn in a, in in, a, in yeah. kind of a way. Just yeah, with it, it, it reminded me of that, and everything up to Sherry Moon dancing reminded me of Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. But whereas Dust Till Dawn goes someplace, this one didn't really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I I saw that movie in the in the theater with my brother, and when we walked out of that, I was like, "What did we just watch?" But I I did enjoy it. But I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. I he definitely you can see that Rob Zombie is is highly influenced by seventies movies. The slow uh, zoom into the face and and kind of almost like a slow motion kind of thing that happens in the grainy video or grainy film and 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 that. I, I but so I think I do have a lot of respect for him as a filmmaker and as a director. I just think he winds up choosing scripts and stories that that don't go anywhere. But yeah, he he's a huge fan of the classic horror films and uh like King Kong and whatnot right. stuff. So And I also think that he doesn't set up tension very well. I think his kills are all about the brutality of the kill and there isn't like a there's not a setup to the tension to me anyway. But uh okay. So that my two those were my two. What Joe, what anything else? What what other ones did uh, you have? In in the essence of time, I'm just gonna combine the last two that I watched because uh they're really not worth mentioning. <laughs> but I watched uh something called Circus Kane, which is on Tubi. Uh it's this Willy Wonka type thing, this circus guy ran a circus for years. He's going to, he finds these six or seven people that have lots of followers on, uh, Facebook and, you know, they're, they're influencers. He gets them all together to come into his house of horrors, I guess. And if they survive, they'll get $250,000. And the characters that he puts together are terrible. They have no redeeming qualities. I don't like any of them. And the tasks that they have to... It was trying to set up a room like at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know, these are the <laughs> these yeah. are the tasks that they have to perform. The penitent man, you know, they're supposed to... <laughs> like, there's one where they can't walk across this floor because it's too hot. Like, it's, it's not lava. It's just they've got heating ducts in the floor and it's too hot. You might burn it's your fantastic. feet. Yeah. Another one was there was this hallway that has, um, I don't want to say razor wire. It's barbed wire. Barbed wire. Okay. Barbed wire, like crisscross through it. And they have to kind of maneuver themselves through it as if they were laser beams. But what most people don't realize is barbed wire is not sharp. It just will catch your shirt on the barbs. But um, Yeah, razor wire is sharp. Razor wire is sharp, yes. No, this is barbed. So these four characters managed to get through one end of it and just barely though. And this one girl, she just can't take it anymore. She snapped. She's decided she's going to have to leave and she has to leave as soon as she can. So she decides to turn around and run back directly through the barbed wire. <laughs> and I'm like, ma'am, two physical things cannot occupy the same space. And you're, you're just sort of pushing the barbed wire through your own body at your own accord. It couldn't be any dumber. Yeah. Um, needless to say, I 
I've already said way too much about this. It was dumb. Pass on it. Uh, the last one was Clown wait, wait, Town. wait, 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 oh, Joe. Sorry, one, go ahead. One, one tip, tidbit with it because I had to because I did research <clears throat> on this film. Um, yeah, for Roxy's death with the barbed wire, uh, uh, with her one-liners, I cheered when she died and I laughed. Uh, <laughs> I, I laughed so hard. Uh, but here, Ted Monty, who played Big Ed, you know, like the horror uh, comic book guy. Yeah. Ted Monty, he was in the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, he yeah. played. Oh, did you know that? I I did a little research on him. Yeah. And he was in a uh, movie uh, called Jersey Jersey Shore. Uh, shark attack with the one and only Paul Servino. Wow. <laughs> oh boy. It all comes back to Paul Servino. It all Servino comes back. And it all comes back to Paul. <laughs> the seven steps of Paul Servino. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Continue, Joe. All right. So the last one that I watched that I watched last night that I'm so glad Matt did not watch this or else he would have killed me was Clown Town. Uh, these people are driving through this little place in Southern Ohio and they get lost. They're looking for directions because they're going to some concert somewhere. And as they're driving away, they finally got directions. One of the girls realizes they she left her phone there. And there are four main characters. Um, I didn't bother learning their names. Let's just call them protagonist, um, big-chested blonde girlfriend, uh, the funny comedy relief guy, and his brunette uh, ditzy girlfriend. Because that's really all they are. They're just terrible archetypes. And so the ditzy brunette loses her phone. Uh, somebody finds it and they say, oh, if you want your phone, meet me in the middle of this town just down the highway. And they get there and it's this deserted town that's been overrun by clowns that are just trying to kill people. And the reason I cannot stand this film is at the very beginning, the opening scene, it starts with the origination of how these clowns came to be. And it starts off with this babysitter who's babysitting a little boy and a little girl. And the parents are gone for the night. And the boy never talks. And But he's really into clowns. There's clown things everywhere. And she's trying to, the babysitter's trying to clean up the kitchen. And she hears things like bumping around in the background. She turns around and there's this little boy and he's dressed up in a satin clown suit. And she's like, well, you better go back to bed. And he does. She keeps hearing some other things going bump throughout the house. And when she goes to investigate, the kid in the clown suit kills her. And I'm like, this is just a blatant ripoff of Halloween. And, but anyway, that's how that kid started becoming a clown and his parents covered for him. And then he ended up taking over this town and, oh, it's just terrible. So, well, anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad that I didn't watch that. Uh, All right. Well, I think we have killed the clown genre. And I do have a very short, very short clown ghost story. Now, I bet you didn't know, Joe, that there were clown ghost stories. This may be a new thing. I did not. Yeah. Well, once a wealthy couple in California... I'm just going right into it, by the way, Joe. Once a wealthy couple... No buildup. Once a wealthy couple in California decided to take a break after a long, tiring week, so they booked a table for dinner. That evening, a 15-year-old girl was called to babysit their two children. I'm not sure why they worded it that way, but anyway, they called the 15-year-old girl. It wasn't She wasn't randomly called. As soon as the girl entered their house, the father left to get the car. Hurry up. We are all runny running late, said the mom. 
While kissing the kids goodbye, she asks them not to be trouble for their babysitter. Before leaving the house, the mother says to the babysitter, After you put the kids to sleep, you can watch some television in our bedroom. Lately, they have been having nightmares, so, so please stay close to them. The kids played peacefully that evening and did not trouble the babysitter. But soon, it was time for the kids to go to sleep. Come on, kids, time for bed, the babysitter said. She took the kids to their bed. Why are you laughing, Jeff? She took the kids to their bed. You sound like every babysitter I've ever had. <laughs> she took the kids to their bedroom and tucked them into their beds after reading them a story. When the kids were asleep, she finally went to their parents' bedroom and switched on the television. As she was flipping through the channels, an unusual statue in the room caught her eye. A big clown statue? Scary, the babysitter thought. At first, the girl tried to ignore the scary clown statue, which continued to stare at her. After a while, the clown statue started bothering her, making her uncomfortable. At last, after enduring it for a while, she threw a blanket over the clown statue. But that did not change anything. The big shoes of the clown were still peeking out, making the girl uncomfortable. Because, Joe, the clown is wearing a clown suit, by the way. I forgot to mention that. I should call I the put parents. that together on my own. <laughs> I should call the parents and ask them if I can watch television in some other room. Finally, she decided to go downstairs and give them a call. Hi, it's me, she said immediately after the father answered the phone. Something has happened. Are the kids all right? The father asked, panicking. Yeah, the kids are fine, the babysitter told them. Can I watch the television in some other room? That clown statue in your room is making me uncomfortable. Wait, the father said. Clown statue? What clown statue? We don't have a clown statue. The babysitter immediately dropped the phone. Smart Joe, you're making me laugh. Mute yourself. <laughs> I am muted. I can hear you. Well, then who's I'm laughing? Not, I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't laughing. <laughs> that, that, actually, a ghost story. Joe's like, but I was muted. <laughs> I wasn't laughing. <laughs> um, okay. It was the ghost statue behind you laughing. <laughs> oh, uh, take that just gave me the chills. Actually, take the uh. kids and get out of the house. The babysitter never heard the father scream through the phone. The poor babysitter was extremely scared. She turned around to run upstairs to the kids. The big clown statue was standing right behind her, sneering at her. <laughs> and that is our ghost story for uh, for the the week. <laughs> I think that's our clown ghost story for the year. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, sorry. Well, the reason I added that one is because in the movie uh, Clowntergeist, there is that exact same situation. Remember the girl at the beginning? She goes to her uncle's house and she calls him and says, "Hey, can I oh, cover? Yeah. Can I cover the clown?" And he was like, yeah. "He was like, what clown? I don't have a clown statue. Get out of the house, you know." Um, which was probably the most effective, creepy scene in that whole movie. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, that is it for this week. And and Joe, by the way, and Mark, uh, this is. September starts tomorrow. In fact, this this episode is going to be coming out September 3rd. So we are already in Matt Speak fall, 
because I I believe that fall should <laughs> I I believe fall should start September first and be September October November and then dis- winter should start December first and be December and so on and so forth. But at any rate, I I you should uh, make calendars. I should make yeah I should make my own calendars and have have fall and uh, and all the seasons start when I feel they yeah. should be. Put us yeah. all on the right track. Yeah. yeah. And also, I wanted to say that we are coming up on our one-year anniversary doing this show. So Yes, we are. Thank you well, to... This is, this is episode 25. Right, episode We do it 25. every other week, so that would be 50 weeks. So next episode will be 52. Technically, our, our first episode was guys. October 9th. Okay. So I'm not sure how that worked out. Probably because there's... I'm... I'm still waiting for my Matt Speak calendar, so I'm a little lost. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll put yeah. that together. It'll be a lot of bathing, a lot of uh, photos of <laughs> a lot me of bathing. Yeah, <laughs> a, <lot of>, <laughs> a, a lot of photos of me bathing. Oh, mm. my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Joe, it, it wasn't that bad of an episode. You know, it's as it's, it's hard of a time as we sure. gave you the past two weeks. It wasn't that bad. And you know what? If we could talk over an hour about clowns, we could talk about anything. And then there's something wrong with us. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely something yeah. wrong with us. <laughs> I wasted right. way too much time watching clown movies in the past. Oh, few I weeks. did too. So we're going to have to come up with a new theme for next time. I know we we've got uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm not next I'm couple not months. picking it. Yeah. All right. Well, it might be Mark's turn. I, I know we had talked about a couple things, so we will let you people know what it's going to be and. Uh, I guess we will see you next time. Oh, and please don't forget we to go to www.cinescarehorror.com uh, and buy some of our merchandise. It goes to a good place. It goes to our hosting and our recording sites, and and uh, it makes it makes it makes Joe shed a little tear every time he sees someone bought something. Yes, please make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and don't forget to vote for or uh, rate us and yes. uh, subscribe to our podcasts. Please do. and rate us wherever you download us uh, and like us on Facebook and follow Mark on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and Instagram. And if you're on the TikTok, uh, we also have a TikTok account. So, and I post little snippets of our episodes on there sometimes. So, all right, well that does it. So I guess if there's nothing else, then we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Au revoir, Belgium. Make my breakfast, bitch. (laughs) Scary.